a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Wrapping up uh, the Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson confirmation hearings this week, and the Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin, Democrat from Illinois, has announced that uh, the committee uh, would have their vote and recommendation on April the 4th. Uh, there's been a lot of headlines this week, and now everything kind of goes behind the scenes, so we're going to go behind the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We know that uh, Judge Jackson still uh, faces a divided Senate, and so those votes will matter. Uh, we, uh, as we announced, that uh, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee has said they will take their vote in committee on the 4th. So what happens between now and then? What happens behind the scenes and behind the headlines? Somebody who's been there, done that, and been in the room where it happens, uh, Matt Sandgren, the executive director of the Hatch Foundation, uh, before, uh, of course, he worked for Senator Orrin G. Hatch in the office, and and in the Judiciary Committee. So he has been involved in these hearings uh, many times. And Matt joins us on the line. Matt, thanks for jumping on today. Hey, boy, thanks for having me. It's always good to hear your voice. Hey, well, let's uh, let's go behind the scenes here a little bit. Uh, as uh, Dick Durbin announced today, Senator Durbin, yeah. uh, the, the committee will do their work and, and finish up and take a vote on recommendation on the 4th. So what is going on between now and April the 4th? Well, it's interesting you bring up the fourth. I mean, in theory, they could. They'll bring up her nomination on Monday, actually Monday, March 28th. That's always the, the first step they will take. But it's the prerogative of the minority party. The Democrats used it when they, they had a Republican nominee before them, and the Republicans will too. They'll hold it over. They'll hold Judge Jackson's nomination over for a week, which is how we get to the um, April 4th, which will give enough runway for Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to bring her nomination before the full Senate before they adjourn for spring recess on April 9th. So there's a lot that can happen before then. I don't think there will be. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if you agree with me. I thought it was pretty smooth sailing. Uh, there were some um, notable moments this past week, but I think that uh, Judge Jackson comported herself in a very professional way. I think Republicans asked her some pretty hard questions, but it was all in all a pretty a, a good process in, in, in many ways. Yeah, it, um, it, I, I might add, you know, I come from the lenses of watching the, the last confirmation hearing I was a part of with Justice Kavanaugh. That wasn't as very friendly <laughs> as what she uh, just Judge Jackson endured. So 
Yeah, it was definitely a different uh, a different environment in the room for sure uh, during this uh, this round versus uh, Justice Kavanaugh's hearings. Uh, so help our listeners just a little bit uh, because I, this is always just so fascinating to me. And as as we watch the senators, twenty two senators, they each got thirty minutes and they each got twenty yeah. minutes. Help our listeners understand the preparation that goes through oh. them at the staff level uh, before any of those hearings ever happen. Oh, that's really good. I know, Boyd, you only say this as a former Senate staffer you are. You know how hard of <laughs> how hard the staff work on that front. But it is months and weeks and long, long hours of preparation. So what you probably saw is, you know, we have our Utah Senator Mike Lee, for example. He and his staff were preparing for weeks on end, um, going through uh, Judge Jackson's decisions trying to learn about her philosophy, how she's going to be. I mean, ultimately, the whole purpose of these hearings is to understand what kind of Supreme Court justice she will be. And and that's why they go through her decisions. And that's why they and so that constitutes just hours and hours. And that should not be viewed lightly. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So you're spot spot on talking <laughs> to a former former staffers talking to one another. You know how late nights those are. <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you were probably just exhausted thinking about it. Every time I see them hand him, you know, one of those big binders, uh, you know, filled with, you know, highlighted uh, things in there. Uh, th- there were, as you mentioned, some some interesting moments. Uh, I found it mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, in both sessions uh, with Utah Senator Mike Lee, the the rapport the two of them had, I mm-hmm. thought was most fascinating. Uh, I think they were talking above, at least they were talking over my head by about 10 miles. Uh, but they, they had this very interesting back and forth. It was kind of fun to watch that kind of uh, legal conversation going on. Uh, and, and when they got to things like, uh, you know, interpreting the Constitution and what was written and what it meant at the time. Uh, any other moments, uh, stand out or, or observations uh, from the week? Well, I, I agree with you. I'm sure you're talking about Senator Lee and his moment, his favorite issue on dormant co- commerce clause, which, again, they can, they can mind meld on that. But, you know, I think that it was really interesting, and this was one of the points for the Republican side of things when Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee asked her to define what a woman is, right? Um, and, you know, that raised some eyebrows when she was not able to answer that question, um, that she's not a, a biologist. I think that that rightfully raised some concern. Um, and the reason why is because her non-response, that kind of non-response mm-hmm. goes to the heart of her views and how she will be influenced in her jurisprudence if she is to be confirmed. And so I, I thought that was a very interesting exchange. It got a lot of buzz, as you can imagine. I'm yeah. sure you saw. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so as we as we start this march forward, uh, anything mm-hmm. that you're watching for, obviously the, the committee will report out and do their business. And then, of course, uh, we'll have, uh, we just keep saying there's going to be lots of uh, pontificating, bloviating, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, word salad uh, going on on the floor of the Senate for a little <laughs> bit. But anything you're watching for or that yeah. we should watch for in the week ahead? So if you're in the Biden camp, you're going to fight hard to make this a bipartisan vote. Mm. 
that is going yes. to be their number one focus. Right now, I don't think anything has moved that she will lose any of her Democratic support, like a Senator Manchin, for example, right? So they've got it. They've got the, it's 50-50. They've got the 50 votes, likely. So now if you're in the Biden camp, you're probably, you're aiming for how can we make this bipartisan? And so all eyes will go on a the handful of Republicans who supported her last year. Uh, when she, uh, her nomination for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. We'll see if they can be able to get, get someone like a Senator Graham. Although this morning he kind of intimated that he wasn't moving in that direction. But then you've got Senator Murkowski or Senator Collins. And quite frankly, I've even heard our other senators, Mitt Romney, um, being considered as a possible vote. Um, that's for obviously them to decide. But if you're in the Biden side of things, that's where you're that's where you're aiming for. Yeah. Fantastic. Great insight, as always. And uh, my hope is that when things do go to the floor of the Senate, that both sides uh, use this as an opportunity to reinforce the trust uh, in that branch of government rather than undermine it uh, for political purposes. And I know that's uh, what you're doing there at the Orangey Hatch Foundation. And uh, Matt, we always appreciate your your efforts and your, your insight. Thanks for joining us today. And, and Boyd, if I might just say to your listeners, we have a very exciting upcoming webinar next Wednesday, March 30th, with United States Senator Steve Daines. It's all things U.S.-Asia relations. Go to our website, ornhatchfoundation.org, to register. It should be a really amazing conversation. Oh, that's fantastic. I, uh, Senator Daines is uh, is a great thinker and so in tune on all of those things. I, I used to sit next to him regularly flying back and forth from D.C. as he was trying to get to Montana through Salt Lake. So, yes. <laughs> he's yeah, a great well, he's, he's on the uh, Senate U.S.-China Working Group. He, yes. There is no one more. He, he knows everything about the, the Asia relation, Asian relationship relationship. So it will make for an interesting conversation between China, India, Russia, you name it. It'll be great. Wonderful. We'll keep our eye on that and uh, have you back to break that down because that's uh, crucial stuff uh, for our country and for our national security and our economy coming up. So uh, great uh, as always. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you, Boyd. Uh, a lot, a lot happening and a lot coming, uh, for sure. We will continue to keep our eyes, uh, on the Senate Judiciary Committee as they wrap up their work. And, uh, hopefully there will be no more, uh, fireworks, uh, but things will go into a lull for a little bit before they get to a final vote on the confirmation of Judge Jackson to the Supreme Court. Uh, so much to, to think about and look at. And I'm going to repeat it, because uh, I think it's so important as it goes to the floor of the Senate. Many will want to make speeches demonizing, weaponizing, undermining, uh, doing lots of political shenanigans, uh, and that only undermines the trust and the confidence we have in the judiciary system and the Supreme Court. And that's not helpful for Democrats, and it's not helpful for Republicans. Uh, It's time to have a higher-level discussion for Americans. With Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.